Hello, my rebels. Today, I talk more about Justin Trudeau and his blackface scandal, and I go through some observations with my friend Manny Montenegrino, who's a keen observer. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Let me encourage you to become a Rebel Premium member, which gives you the video version too, so you could see what we're talking about, not just hear about it in a podcast. Just go to premium.rebelnews.com. It's eight bucks a month. Look, that's, what, less than one big fancy pants Starbucks, isn't it? All right, here's the podcast. Tonight, Justin Trudeau is a pathological liar, not just about blackface, but about, well, everything. A feature interview with Manny Montenegrino. It's September 20th, and this is The Ezra LeVant Show. Why should others go to jail when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Justin Trudeau is sort of a big deal here in Canada. Of course he is, he's our prime minister. But around the world, he's sort of a nothing. It's not that he's hated, he's just a nil, an empty suit. Uh, Even Donald Trump, who Trudeau constantly nags and slags, truly doesn't even notice Trudeau 99% of the time. Trump's a bit busy, you see, between handling Iran, Russia, NATO, trade deals with Japan, trade war with China, peace gambits in the Middle East and North Korea, and then everything he's doing at home. Canada's just not on his radar, which is a good thing. But we were on the world's radar these past few days, and not in a good way. Justin Trudeau was so staggeringly embarrassing, the entire world got a load of us. In fact, on Wednesday night, Trudeau's blackface pictures were so shocking, they were literally the number one story in the entire world, measured by internet traffic. It was just so weird. From the front page of the New York Times on down, the world couldn't believe it. I mean, CNN actually went live to Trudeau's pathetic press conference because Trudeau was the world's wokest scold and he was just proven to be a total fraud. This is what the world thought of, uh, if they ever thought of Trudeau until now, the guy who really didn't have anything smart to say to fellow NATO leaders, so he just showed them his cool socks? The guy who went to a World Economic Forum with the world's leading investors there and didn't have anything to say to them other than to talk about himself. But you need to take as much effort to talk to your sons, my eight-year-old boy and my two-year-old, so a little young still, uh, about how he treats women and how uh, he is going to be grown up to be a feminist just like dad. Right on, you're so dreamy. He even literally made up new words because the old words didn't properly capture how amazing he is. Maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Yeah, well, the whole world knows Trudeau a bit better now. We all do. He's a liar. I mean, it's one thing to make a youthful indiscretion in high school. So perhaps give the lad a pass for that one when he was in high school. But how about this one when he was 29, a teacher in a school? As you can see, he had added groping girls to his resume. And in between, 
This one, when he was in McGill University in his early 20s, he seems to be implying that black people are like apes. I think that's the message he's sending, the banana thing. Now, he was a student there with Gerald Butts, his best friend who's been his minder and nanny ever since. That's three decades of his life in which Trudeau was a blackface aficionado. And do you think for a second that it was just those three moments or just those three moments that were caught on camera? Remember, that was before the age of smartphones. If you had a camera back then, it was just a camera. No one carried around cameras, let alone video cameras. So catching a guy three times doing blackface in the span of decades, yeah, I'm going to guess that he did it dozens of times. Maybe more. Don't take it from me. He said yesterday in his internationally broadcast press conference, he couldn't even remember how many times it was. It was plenty. Do you want to tell Canadians about any other instances where you were concerned that you were racist or that you had blackface around I think, uh, I think it, it's, it's been plenty. Yeah, that's bad. I, I can't remember what I did costume-wise as a child of tender years, but I can absolutely remember what costumes I've worn since I was an adult because I can count them on like two fingers who dresses up in costumes. You remember it if you do as an adult. Trudeau has dressed up in blackface so often he doesn't even know how often it was. You can sort of tell. I mean, who else would think of blacking up his whole hands and face and in that video, his knees, his whole body. He has done this many times before. What a weirdo, but not just a weirdo and not just a racist, a total whopping hypocrite. He has spent his life defaming others as racists. No, that's you, buddy. That's called projection. And even in the midst of this scandal, he lied. The night before his CNN debut, he told reporters on the airplane in his scrum, after being asked three or four times, he said it was only the two occasions. I promise, he said. Have you done, you done something like this, Mr. Trudeau? Is that the only time in your life you've ever done something like that? Uh, when I was in high school, I uh, dressed up at a uh, talent show. Uh, and sang Dale in, with, 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 uh, with makeup on. Yeah, he was lying then because he thought he could keep the depth of his blackface activities hidden. Imagine what other things he has kept hidden simply by virtue of faking it and brazening it out and counting on the rock-solid truth that the Canadian media would never hurt him. I mean, those pictures are all from public yearbooks or other publications. It's only when an American magazine, Time magazine, got a hold of them that they were published. Trudeau was almost in the clear, so close. Oh, he's into everything, I'm sure. His diversity talk, fake. He's a racist. His feminist talk, fake. He's a fake feminist. He's a groper. He's a fake everything. Let's face it, we've all known it since his bizarre fake eulogy for his father. It wasn't even about his father. It was about himself. Remember that? Friends, Romans, countrymen. <laughs> it wasn't about his dad or his relationship with his dad or about his family. He was swanning for the cameras, even then faking it. He's no different now other than he adds, I guess he's holding the levers of power. It's more terrifying now. Well, I took a run at some of the facts yesterday. Today I want to bring in a better mind than my own, both legally and politically. My old friend Manny Montenegrino. Manny has been tweeting up a storm about the blackface scandal and not just about the facts of the day, but how it fits into larger themes. A picture of Trudeau and his corruption and his fakeness. I recommend that you follow Manny on Twitter. He's prodigious and he has an excellent way of organizing facts and arguments. And today we're going to work through some of those and give him a chance to explain them on TV. I'll do my best to stay out of the way while the master is at work. Coming up after the break, 
Manny Montenegrino. You told us last night on the plane that you were that of all of the different instances that you recalled, have you since been made aware or remembered of other instances? And if so, how many? Uh, I, I think um, it is obvious that, that this is something that uh, was deeply regrettable. I am wary of, of uh, being definitive about this because the uh, recent pictures that came out, I had not remembered. Uh, and I think the question is, uh, how can you not remember that? The fact is, I, I, uh, I didn't understand how hurtful this is to people who live with discrimination every single day. Uh, I have always acknowledged that I come from a place of privilege, but I now need to acknowledge that that comes with a massive blind spot. Well, joining me now is a friend of mine who thinks and organizes his thoughts in ways that I don't even see until he explains it. You know who I'm talking about. He's a fan favorite. He's so smart. I follow him on Twitter religiously because he always is analyzing things with the mind of a lawyer and a politician together. You know who I mean, my friend. Manny Montenegrino, who joins us now via Skype from Ottawa. Manny, great to see you again. I rely on you to help me make sense of the craziness out there. Well, thank you very much, Ezra. It's always a pleasure being with you. Uh, we need to get information out, and, uh, and you're the person that does it and does it so effectively. Well, you're nice to say that. Whenever you're on the show, people watch. They watch for a long time. They share it. And I got to stay out of the way because we want to hear you. Everyone's heard from me enough. Let's get to four of your tweets that help organize things. So I'm going to read a tweet that you put and I'd like you to expand on that. And if there's uh, a visual image, we'll put yeah. it up to, to. So I'm just going to go through the tweets in order. I've got them written down here and I encourage everyone to follow Manny on Twitter if you're on Twitter. The first one says, uh, this, one, this is one about Barack Obama, and it's a small point, but I think it's a good point. Nothing from Barack Obama on Trudeau brown face, black face, no tweets, no statements. They have a bromance. Trudeau is a racist, admitted he's racist with now three separate black face. Proves Obama is as much an imposter and hypocrite as Trudeau. Both used racism to get power. Very interesting, very tough comments. Take it away, Manny. Well, absolutely right. I mean, both, I've watched the American politics and I've watched uh, Barack Obama, in my view, uh, use uh, basically race baiting to promote his agenda, to promote his presidency, and very successfully, and it works. Um, but we have a real racist problem. Uh, I was subjected to racism when I came into Canada, and I still am today. Uh, but it, it, and it, it, these politicians do more harm. So I want to expose them. I mean, I am. I was. I just looked because I know there's a strong bromance. He came to the uh, to Ottawa and have a beer. Uh, Obama did with uh, with Justin Trudeau. I would be very upset if I found one of my friends, especially. When if I, you know, obviously if I was a, a, a black American and I found one of my friends that I have this bromance with that has not only three uh, instances of black faces, but 
plenty, as he said in his own interview. He has plenty out there. I mean, Ezra, I can't think of I, you may know one person that may have done blackface over your 50 year period. Yeah. You may know one, but to know one person that has done it systemically often and once as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and there are so many that he can't mention. If, you know, if, if I were Barack Obama, I would certainly, if I cared about the issue of racism, if I cared about, you know, stomping out racism wherever it exists, even if it exists in your bromance friend, you would do it. Yeah. And he didn't. And that saddened me. He didn't. Because what that tells me that the issue of racism is not as important to him as perhaps his other aligned issues with uh, with uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I understand that Michelle Obama, the former first lady, is coming through Canada to support her book. She's got a book out yes. there. She's coming on a book tour. Um, I don't think Michelle Obama was particularly close to Justin Trudeau. I think it was more Barack and Justin. Um, I think the likelihood of Canada's media party asking Michelle Obama about it is pretty close to zero unless, oh, I don't know, Time Magazine had a reporter in town. Um, what do you think she would say if she had, is she the same way as Barack? Would she say, oh, it was misunderstood? Or, or, or is she, in some ways, I think she's harder line than her husband. Yeah, well, she is, and she probably will not say much, but there is um, a pattern. I, I was really impressed, and I must say, I'm impressed with Jagmeet Singh. Obviously, I'm not an NDP. I would not vote. I don't like their policies. But he's a very impressive young man, a very smart lawyer and a, a, a person who assembles information well. He used the word pattern. You see, yeah. and, and I think so did Andrew Scheer. But, but he was the one who loudly said it. And, and, and Ezra, let's go through the pattern. I have a tweet, and I tried to find my tweet a few years ago where I said, Justin Trudeau is a racist. Mm -hmm. And, 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 um, I, if you might recall, I created the hashtag uh, Justin Feminist, uh, uh, which just to portray that he wasn't truly a feminist. And it's now proven to be true. But on the issue of racism, there is a pattern. And uh, Ezra, let's go through it. These aren't just simple things. I have, you know, I have seen, uh, you know, uh, there are two types of racism. I mean, I, I, we came from Italy and our family was in construction, and I worked in construction before I went into law school. So I saw the, the, the blue-collar racism, and I saw the white-collar racism. Mm. Uh, the blue-collar racism, the guys in construction site just wants to fight you. They don't like you. They don't think who you are, whatever. The white-collar ones, you know, the, what I'll call the elite racism, are the people that, that, that they, sure, they, they like you in the room and so on, but they're condescending, and they, are, they truly are as racist as the people in the blue-collars. And here's a pattern that I've picked up from, from Justin Trudeau. Uh, number one, indigenous, twice. Yeah. He, I mean, think about this. This is just a well, few Manny, years ago. Hold a second, yeah. because we've got a yeah. tweet from you exactly on this point. Can I show it on the screen and go I've through added it? To it. I, I was going to take you through it. So let me, let's put this on the yeah. screen and I'll take you through it. I think it's, um, we've numbered it number one on our page here. And it says, history of bigoted racist acts and remarks by Trudeau, worst PM. Number one, Quebecers are better than Albertans. Number two, Italian immigrants are the same as ISIS. Number three. Yeah, well, that one. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's go, go through. Yeah, so you know what? We've got the clips of these. Here, well, let's just show that first one. Quebecers 
are better than Albertans. Hold a sec, here we go. Quebecers are better than the rest of Canada because, you know, we're Quebecers. Manny, um, he wasn't a teenager when he said that. He was in his 20s. Uh, he's, he would say, oh, I was just young and, and didn't know anything. I don't know how long you can make that excuse. He was 29 when he did blackface. He was in his 20s when he said Quebecers are better than Albertans, certainly. Um, what do you make of that? Well, I mean, it's just part of the evidence. I mean, of of where what he truly sees. I mean, racism, bigotry isn't isn't just fighting someone or telling someone so, that they're terrible. It's a presumption that you're better than them. Mm. And and certainly he's got that. Uh, the, the one that obviously struck me the most uh, is, is the ISIS comment. Yeah. I mean, to think, Here, let's to, play that. I remember exactly when that was. Someone asked about ISIS, and he actually compared returning ISIS terrorists to, I think he said, Greek and Italian immigrants in the 50s. Here, take a quick look at that clip from a town hall. Just unbelievable. Take a look. I just want to know how uh, you're how your stance on ISIS is going to help Canadians in any way. I need, I need to know how you're going to protect future Canadians, like my young daughter, and you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, when you're letting people in with an ideology that just does not conform to what we're doing here. So, you know, I'd really like to know what your take on things. Uh, absolutely. No, I think that's... Um, gives me an opportunity to talk about... about uh, First of all, the fact that one of the reasons Canada is successful as a country uh, is because we have been open to people fleeing persecution, fleeing uh, war zones, uh, looking for a better life for themselves and their kids. That's been the story of this country from uh, the time the first uh, European settlers came to be received by indigenous people. People were uh, fleeing conflict, poverty, uh, difficult situations. Uh, and came to Canada to build a better life for themselves. And successive waves of people have in every different time, every different wave. And when we uh, welcomed in uh, waves of refugees, whether it was the Ismaili refugees in the early 70s, whether it was the Vietnamese boat people uh, in the early 80s, whether it was uh, people set, fleeing the devastation of uh, the Second World War uh, from Southern Europe in the 50s and 60s, the Italian communities, the Greek communities, the, the, the Portuguese communities and others, uh, our country is so much the better for it. Manny, he was actually comparing returning terrorists to just European immigrants, like natural immigrants of the 50s. I think that's insane. Well, it's not insane. It's racist because what he sees is a bunch of different colored people and put them all together and they're kind of all the same. Well, we're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, my father immigrated to this country. We had to borrow money for, uh, to get to this country. We did it legally. We actually followed all the rules. And it just broke my heart to be compared to, uh, uh, to ISIS. Well, because we're all from somewhere else mm -hmm. and we all came here. And so, therefore, we're all the same. I mean, that is just so offensive. Uh, I mean, I've had Italian friends, Greek friends come up to me, and, you know, we're just dismayed by that, by that comment. And that's just part of the, what I gather, the evidence or the pattern to show some bigotry. We, we, we talk, sorry, go ahead. Ezra. You know, I was going to say, and people who object to ISIS terrorists, they're not objecting to an ethnicity. They're objecting right. to the fact that they murdered people. And he's comparing that legitimate fear and objection to real terrorists returning from a field of battle to 
uh, inappropriate prejudice against people from Italy or Greece. So he's the one who's comparing not just terrorists, but people's reactions to terrorists. He's actually saying, oh, if you object to terrorists, you're no better than someone who objects to Italians. Yeah, well, that's so hurtful, absolutely. And that's a part of it. That's a part of the case that I, I mean, if I were preparing a case and I had to convince a, a jury, is this man a, a, a bigot? Is this man racist? Well, I, I like I said, I've, I've listed six items and we, we've talked about the, a few of them. The next one is uh, the Japan uh, uh, PM visiting Canada and twice, not once, but twice captured in video referring to him as China. Yeah, let's put that up on the screen. I remember that. I mean, uh, you don't, I mean, I, I think when you're about 10 or 12, you realize, it, you've grown up in Canada, you realize that there's a, a Japanese and Chinese and Korean and, and, but by the time you're in your 40s and you're the prime minister and you're getting briefing notes, you should know they're different. And in fact, they're extremely different. Uh, here, take a look at this clip twice. He makes the confusion. Take a look. On the occasion of uh, 90 years of, of uh, diplomatic relations between Canada and China, uh, of, uh, Canada and Japan, the tremendous friendship uh, that we celebrate every day between Canada and China. Thank you, Shinzo. I don't expect Justin Trudeau to be a master of economic policy or trade policy, but at least remember who you're talking to. Just pretend that you've been paying attention. Well, and I, I put that in a category, and I know some people say, well, you're overreaching, Manny. Uh, but I put it in a category of a, of a, a form of bigotry or racism. To confuse the Japanese and Chinese is what a lot of Canadians do because they are not you know, thinking it out. The prime minister having the PM of Japan there and making that statement is what I hear when I used to work in my construction site when people confuse Chinese and Japanese. So, so there's another piece of evidence. All right, um, let's put your tweet back up because we skipped one. We, we went through uh, Quebecers better than Albertans. Italian immigrants are the same as ISIS. Uh, we skipped down to calls Japan PM Chinese. Let's go back to number three, cultural appropriation India trip. My favorite, there was a lot of amazing costumes there, but to me, the absolute best was this picture when he was in Bollywood. So that's where they dress up a bit. And the Bollywood actor was just dressed in a sharp suit. It was Trudeau pretending he was going to some lavish Indian wedding or something. In, if in Bollywood they're saying, uh, guy, you're a little over the top, you know you're being ridiculous, but he didn't get it. He didn't think he was ridiculous. Well, exactly. And that's, again, another pattern, another piece of evidence uh, to show a form of bigotry or racism. Now, now, Ezra, this only happened, what was it, two years ago, I believe now? This isn't when he was uh, 29 years old or 30 years old. This is when it was clear the language in ed all the social media about cultural appropriation. I mean, years ago, we talked about not dressing children a certain way. So this is the prime minister yeah. who goes on an India trip. Two years ago, when he's 45 years old and he does cultural appropriation, that tells me, again, I put that in a category of this person doesn't have the sense and is, in fact, there's a bit of evidence with respect to him being a bigot or a racist, yeah. not knowing. Yeah. You know, here's the thing is any one of these things, maybe you could overlook this one or call that one a, right. a momentary lab, but all of them together, you say the word pattern, but not just that. He is the person who holds his opponents 
to an exquisite nicety. Oh, you said Aboriginal instead of indigenous. You're a racist. You said Indian instead of Aboriginal. You said humankind instead of people kind. He's the one who's nitpicking everyone else. He's word policing, tone policing, thought policing us. And so I'm not sure if he deserves a leniency. Let me show you one that I just think is amazing. It goes to his relations to Aboriginal folks. And he has that, you know, fake tattoo of a Thunderbird on his shoulder. And he claims to be deeply caring about Aboriginal folks. I showed the other day uh, that video of him laughing that he was going to cut Patrick Brazo's hair because it humiliated an Indian warrior. Here he is saying Indian kids, all they need are canoes. Take a look at this. What a weird thing this was to say. Here. Spoken with a number of chiefs uh, who said, yeah, we need a youth center. You want to talk about young people? We need a youth center in our community. Okay, well, what do you want in that youth center? Well, you know, we need TVs and, 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 and lounges and sofas so they can hang around. And when a chief says that to me, I pretty much know they haven't actually talked to their young people. Because most of the young people I've talked to are asking for a place to store their canoes and paddles so they can connect back out on the land. Manny, again, I'm not going to be that harsh on any given guy, Joe Bloggs, who gets that a little bit rough or confuses Japan and China. But if you're doing it again and again and again and again and again, but you're holding everyone else to the uh, perfect standard, I don't think you get to ask for wi any wiggle room. Well, that's true, Ezra. And with your reference, and I have listed that in my tweet about the kids need canoes and canoe sheds. I mean, think about how absurd and how racist that is. This is, and by the way, at least he was, thankfully, he was called out by a lot of uh, uh, chiefs that that was a pure racist comment. Now, that was it. The chiefs said that. To sit there and say in the year 2018 that indigenous kids are like some backwater kids that just want to canoe and fish, and these kids aren't, aren't competent, intelligent, smart, uh, you know, modern, sophisticated, ability to deal with, you know, computers and so on, it is as racist as you can get. Now, the, 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 um, uh, chiefs called them out, and it, it did make it. So, but but when you add it all up, there's a pattern. Yeah. If no one escapes the racism, yeah. if 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 Italians, Greeks, Indigenous, the Japanese, the Indian trip, if no one escapes it, you're painting a picture that the person is racist. It isn't just one group; it's all. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to create a case. Uh, there's that last one that it, that's not in my tweet that I just added. And that is, and I forgot to add in my tweet, and there's always a character limit, but N.P. Selena. Remember oh, yeah, that call? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Remember that call? She was so infuriated when the, when the prime minister yelled at her, and she quit. Yeah. She yelled at her because he said, I can't lose a black MP. Yeah. Well, and, and he also would basically said, I gave you everything you have. And he had a similar right. approach with Jody Wilson-Raybould. He pretended that they were on par with him, but when things got tough, he said, I made you, I can unmake you, you're only there because of me. Shows he's a fake supporter of minorities, fake. But that, this is what I've been trying to say to you, Ezra. I, was, I had had the benefit of seeing racism, as I said, in the blue collar construction. And let me tell you, if I had a choice 
of the blue-collar construction guys, racist versus the elite in law that I was in, a racist, the, the condescending elite law. I'll take the blue-collar guys anyway, any day, hmm. because they're at least honest and I could, I, I could reach them. But it is that condescending that I am better than you. I've given you that chance. Ezra, you know, uh, that's exactly what you picked up on, was very important. When he said that to uh, uh, Selena and he said that to uh, Jane Philippot, like, that is what racism is. Mm. I've done this for you, 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 you part of this group. Uh, therefore, and this is what it's all about. And racism, and, and it shouldn't be that. It should be everyone is equal. Everyone yeah. should be treated the same. Everyone should be respected. And everyone should feel that. Yeah. And he doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, here, uh, Ezra, we talk about, you know, you're a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. Uh, not, and, you know, people on Twitter say, well, that one thing doesn't matter. And that's, of course, not any one of that I've yeah. listed. But when you create a pattern, and you know what a circumstantial case is. Yeah. When you go to a court, and, you know, whether it be a criminal case or whatever, and you present 10 things to the jury, uh, you know, one of them would not stand. Two of them may not stand. But when you assemble 10 different factual points that keeps leading to, I, I even went this far, Ezra. I went this far uh, as to see, well, he got married at age 34. Did he embrace some good close friends uh, at age 34 that he would make his groomsmen? Uh, so I looked at his wedding, uh, his wedding photo, uh, and you can put that up too. But mm. and I wanted to see, well, you know, you know, because you know, if you, you know, if you've lived a long life and a long shared experience life, and you've come across a lot of people, you might find a a a a a, a Sikh as a friend, or an Italian, or or something. And I looked at that, and there are basically it's it's a it's a pure white group of groomsmen. Mm. At age 34, those are his closest friends. And now, of course, that doesn't mean anything yeah. in and of itself. But it's just I was hoping to see, you know, a, a person of color yeah. in his, because he speaks so highly of it. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, remember, his best friend in college was Gerald Butts. And if yeah. and we saw that crazy video of him dressed up sort of monkeying around with a banana. Oh, when yes. you've got blackface and you're doing the banana thing, you're making a statement that blacks equal apes. I'm sorry, that's the aspersion there. And he loves showing that he is black everywhere, including on his knees. It was, it was really weird. And you don't get to do that. And don't tell me for a second Gerald Butts wasn't aware of all of this since they were kids. And then get to come out and say some pieties about how diverse you want everyone to be and then live this quiet life. Sorry, he's got this public life where he, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. He's holier than thou. And then when the cameras are off, he's the weirdest guy. I don't know anyone else who's done blackface anytime else. I remember, I remember when we had a costume party in law school, 1996. No, and this was in Alberta, which people call redneck or whatever. There was never, no, that would be so weird. If someone came in like that, everyone would say, oh, are you sure you want to do that? He was right. that way in 2001, and he, no one in his circles said no to him. That's what's weird. And it, my, I, I, I want to, Manny, I want to show you the next tweet you did, because you talk about one time, two times, three times. Once is a mistake, twice you know, is maybe a blind spot when you do this again and again. Let me read this. There are now three recorded incidents of Trudeau blackface. He actually said there are plenty. Sexual assaults are rarely recorded, but we have one of fake feminists sexually groping reporter Rose Knight. Logic dictates there are many more sexual assaults. Will victims come forward? 
Now, I got to say that's speculation, and I, but I think it's a legitimate thing because we know for a fact a lot of people knew about the blackface. It took Time magazine to break the silence. A lot of people knew about the Rose Knight thing. It was public. It, it, I think it was the Toronto Sun that broke the silence. I think that there is a mountain of bad behavior by Trudeau on how he treats women, how he treats minorities, but there's this quiet agreement amongst the fancy people that they're not going to talk about it, and it took Time Magazine to break the logjam. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's, it obviously it's absolute speculation, but, you know, we know this, and, and if you really do care about sexual assault and you do know the stats and you do look at it, Clearly, for every one that's reported, there are 10 unreported. Yeah. Uh, so we have one that's been reported. Uh, so in a world where we do drive and we try to uh, deal with issues, um, I, my concern is there are more. And, and, and the behavior hasn't changed, Ezra. I mean, we have seen just recently uh, the way he, he handles himself around young women or even the governor general. It is just a pattern that just yeah. is a bit concerning. Yeah. So, so it's not that it, it existed in the past and it's gone. It continues to this day. Yeah, you're so right. You know, there was this moment um, on the airplane scrum. He was asked, was that appropriate for you to grope that young woman that way? He said, oh, we're old friends. That's exactly what he, the lie he used to describe his relationship with the Aga Khan, I point out. Anyway, I want to refer to your last tweet we have here. Excuse me. Um, let me read it. It says, imagine if Trudeau applied his standards to himself as he does to others. He'd be fired three times. First, sexual groping reporter. Second, ethics guilty 13 separate times. Third, blackface Trudeau. And that, that's the question. Any other candidate in the Liberal Party, and certainly any other conservative, would be overboard by now. Either kicked out by the pressure of the media, or look at Patrick Brown. Kicked out by his own party in the mid at midnight. He was dispatched at that night by his own party, who said, "We're not we're not going to tolerate this." Um, the liberals haven't done that, and Trudeau doesn't have the self-respect or the self I don't know conscientiousness to do it himself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so so when you look at the you, 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 there are I think I have listed seven people that, that, that Trudeau has disciplined for doing um, yeah, uh, inappro sexual inappropriate um, conduct, much less than what he did. And they were all uh, dismissed, some without a hearing, right. uh, most without a hearing. He didn't even have a hearing on his own matter. Re he refused the Liberal Party or the committee to review it, to have a hearing on his inappropriateness. So, so, so yes, I mean, the again, the pattern is there that there are. So w when you when you're building a case, as as you know, and you sit there and you see, you know, uh, you, you see a whole pattern with respect to racism and bigotry. And I've listed six separate items. I think I, you know, each day I can think of another and I add it on. I see the same pattern with respect to um, the way one treats, the way uh, Justin Trudeau treats women. Uh, we see, it, it's clear. And if you make a list of those patterns with respect to, you know, rushing across the House of Commons and elbowing uh, uh, an NDP MP. Right, I remember um, that. Yeah, and you know, and so that like no real. I have never 
never in either, certainly in the House of Commons, the Prime Minister has never crossed the floor in the House of Commons, yeah. and he did so in a rage that he physically assaulted a, 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 a woman, uh, and, and of course he apologized for that afterwards. But when you look at it, like, you know, a, a true feminist uh, sees uh, that woman there. And I'll give you another, another good example, Ezra, and it happened in my life. And that is when he had uh, Joshua Boyle in his PMO right, office. Right. Ezra, that happened to me. I had a client who, um, and I did, they were new clients, and they came to see me, and the husband and wife were there, and I didn't know who they were, and I'd been, I was just talking for 15 minutes. And, and within 10 minutes, I knew that that woman was in despair. Yeah. I could feel it. I could see, you know a battered woman. You see it. Yeah. And I felt that. I, I, I exited the meeting room, I, and I, we ended up getting help for that woman, and she was moved into a battered home. Uh, and her, uh, so, so you can see it. How a feminist like Justin Trudeau is in and in the PMO and sees this woman. And you and, and I looked at pictures of yeah. her when, when, when it was there, and I could see that she was an abused bad woman. And now there's obviously a bunch of criminal criminal trials. So that, you know, the, 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 there's that's part of it, too. It isn't about the real feminist. He's not. Yeah. A real feminist would see it. A real feminist sees abuse. A real yeah. feminist doesn't run across and and, yeah. and elbows yeah. uh, an MP in the chest. So, so again, when you, when you build up all the evidence and you build it all up, Ezra, you know, on both counts, it just simply points to the person who he is. Yeah. And, um, and I think Canadians know. I think Canadians are seeing it. Yeah, he's an imposter. Well, let me ask you a practical question. Uh, I think there's about 32 days left till Election Day. And the idea, I mean, I mentioned a moment ago, the Ontario PCs defenestrated Patrick Brown, but they had, a, they had at least a couple months. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact timing um, before the election. We're in the election. The idea that the Liberals would throw Trudeau overboard is almost unthinkable. Not totally, but almost unthinkable. And I don't even know who would be there. Would it be Mark Garneau? I don't know who would they, would it be Kathleen Wynne herself to jump in. What happens if over the course of the next 32 days, all these things that didn't vet Trudeau in 2015, if we vet him hard in 2019, if we rely on American journalists to vet him, and he just gets more and more and more damaged, do the liberals swap him out or does Andrew Scheer cross the finish line and maybe the NDP and the Greens pick up 20 or 30 seats each too. How does it how does it play out? If he's so damaged, does he quit? Is he fired? What happens? Yeah, I don't I don't see a replacement. They had a great opportunity. Actually, I tweeted uh, that my advice was that I, I tweeted that by the Ides of March, Trudeau will be gone uh, because the SNC Lavan mm. affair. Uh, I, I mean, they could have done it back then. They could have done it oh, and rebuilt in time. And it would have, and it would have been a brilliant thing to do. And, and we, we, they, we, because there's a lot more out there. I am, you know, Ezra, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to think something else is going to fall just as big as yeah. before the election. Because when you have this much of a pattern, yeah. I mean, we've talked about maybe 20 
uh, improprieties yeah. that he's done, both sexual, uh, uh, feminist, fake feminist, and racist and bigot. I mean, there's there's a lot there. There's a whole pattern of behavior. Yeah. Um, I, I just loved hearing today uh, that he talked about, you know, it's his life of privilege. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you, yeah. you, recall, yeah. you recall that legal case in America where they used affluenza? Right, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as an excuse, can you imagine saying, I've been so rich and so privileged and yeah. Never, yeah. Be, never been around those those people of color that yeah. I really didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, so please excuse me. My God, yeah. my God, how can you go there? How can you say that? I mean, it is it is those with privilege hmm. that should know more about the plight of the of, 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 of those uh, that are, are, are trying to be part of oh. a whole Canada. And he's missed that completely. Yeah. Well, listen, Manny, it's great to catch up with you. And I love following your tweets and I love how you organized your thoughts and different themes. I want to say this, and I mentioned this again, and I know you, you said the same thing in your own way. Uh, we talked about the circumstantial case against Trudeau. I think there are a few absolutely damning facts here. Some of them are not quite as powerful, but they do uh, reinforce the narrative. I think it is his own um, statement of purity, his own endless criticisms of others, his own endless apologies for the flaws of generations past that makes him properly called a racist now. If he were just some guy who stumbled here and stumbled there, like a Joe Biden, just yeah. misspeaking here, being a little bit malapropisms there, that'd be one thing. But he is the enforcer of the perfect political correctness. And I think because of his own rules and standards, we get to hold him to that level. And I think by his own rules, he is a racist, even if we would give a pass to someone else who just stumbled into those things. Last thoughts to you, Manny. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And people my age who have seen more racism, you know, I, you know in the 70s and 80s, when you're as young as uh, Justin Trudeau, and you are as woke as he says he is. Yeah. I remember him saying on the Rose Knight sexual assault matter, he said, I've been a feminist since I've been in, in university. Hmm. Well, if you declare yourself to be a feminist since your days at university, that means you're a woke person. You understand racism. You understand feminism. You understand that. And, and, and that means he's at a different, he's actually said, I am more informed than you older people yeah. or you less informed. Right. So when he says that, he said it, he said it, he said he was a woke person. I, I, I was championing feminism in university. That means you knew, and that means you did it. I have friends of mine that say, you know, stupid Italian jokes, golf friends of mine that are 75 years old, and sure, they're racist, and you let it go, and, 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 and they don't understand. But these people were in a different time. Justin Trudeau holds himself out to be at a current young man time, and he holds himself out to be a person that understood all these things at university, so there is no excuse for it. There is... I would say there's a bona fide case to prove that he is a racist and a bigot. Hmm. Well, we'll leave it there, Manny. It's great to see you right. again. I love following your tweets, and I love the fact that you are always bringing facts 
that we maybe forgot about. You're, you're bringing the threads together, and I think uh, right. I, I can see how powerful that would be in a courtroom situation. Nice to see you, my friend. I'm sure there'll be Take much care. to talk about in the weeks ahead. Yeah, you too. Right. Take care. Right Thank on. You. Well, there you have it, Manny Montenegrino, the CEO of Think Sharp. I encourage you to follow him on Twitter. Stay with us. More ahead on the Rebel. Well, what do you think? Do you think Trudeau's going to hold on no matter what? I do. I don't think he's particularly enjoying himself, but I think the people around him have just invested so much financially, emotionally, morally, the time. They're not going to give up. Why? So Mark Garneau or someone else can run and probably lose? No, no, no. They would run Justin Trudeau even if he were a cadaver like that old movie, Weekend at Bernie's. No, no, no. He's going to cross the finish line no matter what, even if he means the Liberal Party loses, as it so richly deserves to do. That's our show for today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom.